Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. We have Stasha here today. Super excited to have you on. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am really excited to be on here because I think we have so much in common, just the way that we go about health and fertility and just women's ability to show up confidently in their journey. And so just really excited to get into all that. Yeah. And I think we both started at a place of not being like that at all. (laughs) Being very type A, um, you know, always going, always doing, hitting it hard at the gym and yeah, not being really healthy, but thinking we're healthy. Oh my gosh, that you just, you just hit the nail on the head. And I think that's what a lot of women struggle with. It's I know all the things there are to know about being healthy. I just don't know how to be healthy and healthy to me is just having that physical balance, mental, emotional balance, and also spiritual balance where everything is kind of flowing and in sync and aligned. Nothing's forcing, um, you know, you're not trying to accomplish something out of lack. Your, your cup is already full. You already feel worthy you already know that you're abundant. And so, yeah, when I started my fertility journey, I had already overcome a lot of hormone imbalances like PCOS. And these are all just labels and labels to me, but, um, a lot of women will recognize these, um, adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism and, you know, cystic acne. And it just looked like my body was failing. It was broken despite how hard I was working at it hours in the gym and reading all of the things, implementing all the elimination diets and supplements. And I think that was the biggest failure of all of just looking around, seeing women not doing even half of what I was doing. And yet my body was failing at it. And it's, that is the reason why my body was failing. It had so much pressure, so much constriction on how to be and it couldn't just be, there's all these rules. There's all these expectations driving from not enoughness and lack. And so when I was really healing myself from that, um, like I was telling you, like unplugging from the, the Western medicine paradigm and learning how to actually heal my body through nutrition, but also through the mental, emotional work, right? Like understanding my thoughts and how they were affecting my emotions and how those were affecting my physical body and just starting to dive in there and become more empowered in recognizing that and how it was affecting me. Um, So that's where I first started. So I already had a lot of knowledge going into my fertility journey. When we started to try to get pregnant, um, 
I actually experienced a miscarriage right away on our very first try. We got pregnant, but then I miscarried right away, um, like six weeks and actually miscarried on our honeymoon in Hawaii, um, (laughs) which was, you know, just the cherry on top. And it was the first time where I like the, where I felt truly like a failure. Like I couldn't outrun it. I couldn't out achieve it. I couldn't, you know, just stuff it down or numb it away. It was where it finally caught up to me, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. where I actually felt so devastated, like I was a failure. So many women feel this. It's like the one job my body's supposed to do and it can't do it. Now, this is all (laughs) so irrational, right? First month we tried, you know, miscarriages are, you know, they happen and, but that's not how my subconscious viewed it. Mm -hmm. It was like life or death, you know? And so it was, you know, going through that, going through another miscarriage where I finally started to turn inward and do the inner work and the inner child work and the shadow work and, um, you know, releasing a lot of these emotional blocks that not only were blocking my fertility, but they were also blocking a lot of other things in my life too, like, like self-love and self-belief and confidence and just being able to express my truth, right? Just Mm -hmm. things like this um, that had ripple effects in my entire life. So in a nutshell, a lot has happened. Um, I think I've I've transcended a lot, Um, but really I think the the paramount, the pivotal point and all of that was going inward, like giving up control of all the stuff on the external that I was trying to control and just going inward and looking there which I think is like the hardest thing to do. Like, like the last thing we'll do. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like give me diet changes any day of the week over really facing up to all the subconscious bullshit that got put in there unbeknownst to you. You know, like I just did an emotional freedom, freedom tapping session with my coach and, um, like we talked about this memory, like, and I'll be like super honest here. Like it's this memory of me when I was like three or four years old and I had an accident outside and it, I, I was born in Colorado. So I know we were at the Colorado house. It must've been cold outside because I had a lot of gear on and that's probably why I had an accident. Right. And, um, I couldn't get into the house but I can't remember if the door was locked or my parents wouldn't let me in or what the situation truly was. But all I know that I was shut out and I wasn't allowed in. And I remember feeling just like, you know, devastated over it. And in reality, it's not like a, you know, like I don't want to ever judge anyone's experiences. We all have our different experiences But for me, like, I'm like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, why is that such a big deal? You weren't traumatized by sexual abuse or mental, emotional or physical or like, you know, like, what's the big deal? But when you're a child, you can't separate those things. You can't like say, oh, this isn't a big deal. Laugh it off. Ha ha ha. Right. It's the same thing as probably, you know, some of the worst trauma to that little girl. And, um, but just going back and like my coach said, you know, like you need to start allowing yourself those emotions and stop judging yourself 
because it's not a bad, it's not bad trauma, right? Like it's your trauma and you got to deal with it. And um, it, it comes with like a whole like host of, well, my parents weren't bad parents and like, you know, all these like guilt things, right? And you're like, it's so all, it's like so, all, it's like a big boulder on your back for a long time and you don't realize you're carrying it. And then like, once you're able to recognize it and start moving through it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, like I have to start doing this work because all the work I've already put in, and I think a lot of my listeners feel this way, is they know what diet they need to do. They're doing good with it. They, they've cut out all the beauty products. They have the cast iron pots. They've got the filtered water. They have all these things. And sometimes, unfortunately, it is that mental and emotional stuff that still keeps you stuck at some level. And when you're dealing with fertility issues, that could be your level. Mm but you might not think it because the crackhead on the street is just getting pregnant, right? Or like your friend who like always talks shit and is like, like, you know, so negative, has like three kids, you know, like it doesn't correlate that way. But I know for a lot of my clients, it's like, like I've done all the work I possibly can do for you. You are on the right diet. You are on the right supplementation. You have it dialed in. But the way you keep speaking about yourself and your situation is what's blocking you still. And I like, like, you know, in my practice, I get you to a certain point and then we, I encourage you to move on with someone who is trained in emotional freedom tapping or any other kind of um, therapies to really release that. Like even like um, booty shaking yoga, I just experienced, you know, like different modalities. But at the end of the day, it's you're the one who has to do it. And that's what, like you said, it's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. I think that's so important that, that you're doing that for these women, because you're not going to get that in a doctor's office. You're not going to get that in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So where you can distill down and say, okay, here is where we need to go next. That's a huge step in clarity for a lot of women. Now, whether or not they have the confidence the courage to take that next step, I think just comes down to like what they've heard, kind of what they know. And then also their, their past childhood experience too. Um, for me, I, you know, I didn't have, like, I had all of the bells and whistles as a child, but I didn't have the emotional support, the, um, the safe, the safety to be vulnerable. It was always put your head down, grind, accomplish the thing. And, you know, don't cry about it. Don't cry about it. Yeah, I was just gonna and if, say. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do cry, like go to your room. No one wants to see it, and mm -hmm. like you're just not safe to be. You express your feelings. Feelings are bad. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with someone, usually that is the first thing that we have to do is create that safety. That feelings are okay, and there's ways we can do this to kind of ease in, because what your nervous system perceives that as is it's like life or death. If I cry like on this zoom right now in front of this woman, it is like the most shameful, embarrassing, out of control experience that I've ever had. And I never want to do that again. So we can't just throw someone into a situation like that. We have to, I usually have them, um, I give them an example and have them kind of practice on their own. And then we ease into it by, okay, what kind of sensations are you feeling in your body? Can you name those without judgment? 
Can you accept them? Can you allow them to be there? And we just take little steps until eventually it's like, okay, I feel safe to express emotion in front of someone, in front of a group of people. When we get, when we can get to that place, then we're ready to explore the deeper work, which it sounds like with your coach, like that's how you do that. You tap into the subconscious. You can do that through tapping. Um, you can do that through like some meditation or even hypnotherapy. And that's where your subconscious will reveal to you exactly where it needs to go. Just like that, you know, that event in Colorado, it was cold out. You got locked out of the door, you know, locked out of the house. And you might be thinking, what in the hell has this got anything to do with my ability to get pregnant? And usually once we, you know, we, we come out of that, out of that session, it's like, that's, there's so much connected there right? This sense of abandonment or rejection, or, you know, I'm all alone in this. When you see those limiting beliefs pop out of that, that subconscious session, you can look around, you're like, you know what? I do like always think that I'm all alone in this, that I've been shut out, that no one understands me, you know, whatever it may be. And you can see that that's the language she uses to talk about herself, to talk about what's possible for her, so it's always connected. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know that you were doing the, the EFT. That's so cool. Cause we do that inside of holistic fertility method too. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Part of fertility formula. I mean, I outsource people. I'm not an EFT expert uh, myself, but um, yeah, I did it um, once about a year and a half ago and literally the universe shifted like I'll really quick story I had an incident when I was in middle school with my best friends I literally got ostracized from them for not a very valid reason because one of the girls just you know we obviously were butting heads um and I didn't realize how much this event um affected my friendships and my relationships throughout the rest of my life and then um I started really diving into like all the um, deep emotional stuff after I had my boys. Um, so I do want to say to people like sometimes is you don't have to do it. That's not like a prerequisite to getting pregnant. But um, if you're still feeling stuck and you're doing all the right things, that's where you need to move to. And for me, I was feeling stuck in other areas of my life. And, um, so I did this tapping session in front of people. So this wasn't even alone. Like this was like a really brave moment for me because just like you, I was told don't cry, um, cry. Like I always had this narrative in my head that I'm not a crier. I'm strong. I'm a tough girl. And so I did this session. And, um, if anyone's done emotional freedom tapping, it is so intense because you're actually like speaking words like I'm not good enough and you're tapping and you're like getting these emotions out and stuff. So we did it. It was super emotional. It was great. Um, you know, a lot of the women on the zoom meeting resonated with it in their own lives. And, um, a week later, the girl who started all the drama friended me on Facebook, like 20 years out of the blue, no communication. It's not that I've spoken to her. I'm like, sure. If you want to follow me on Facebook, you can follow me. I don't care. Um, and I don't have any resentment towards her. I like, ex I know exactly play by play how that whole thing played out now looking from a conscious mind of little girls, right? We were little girls who were insecure and threatened by other people because of 
all the bullshit our parents put on us. Like, I get it. Uh, but so I saw the power of that, but I didn't do it again for a really long time because my ego was like, no, that was too scary. That was like real. It was deep. It was emotional. Like I'm not ready to go there. So I put it on the side for a while. And just recently it's, um, I think my ego has been weakened. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I think you just get to a point where you're like, I can't live like this anymore. It's not bad. You know, I have a, an amazing life. Um, I have two beautiful boys, a great husband, a great family. I live in Hawaii. Like, but you just, when you start unwrapping the onion, it just starts smelling, right? It's a smelly piece of shit and you just like, can't escape it anymore. <laughs> And so you got to such a great metaphor, right? Like you got to <laughs> keep going. Um, and I so feel true. like you either are going to fall on your sword because you're not willing, or you can grab that onion and start cooking with it, right? Like it's your choice. Um, so yeah, so it is amazing. And I encourage um, everyone who works with me to go explore it. And, but at the same time, as you know, and how you just explained, you got to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just like the diet too. When I talk about like, here's, here's the, the list of why you should consider going autoimmune paleo, just to test it out, give your gut a re, um, a reset, try to find some food intolerances, but here's the reason why not to, because if you're not emotionally and mentally ready and even physically ready to do this diet, you won't succeed because it is extremely hard to do. And so it's like baby steps into it, right? Like, exactly. where are you? And I think that's your physical journey and your mental and emotional journey is taking those baby steps and where you are. Because like I proved to myself, I just wasn't ready for that emotional freedom tapping like a year and a bit ago, where now I'm like, let's do this. You know, yeah. like the, my coach was like, you're so, like, you're into this. I was like, I'm so ready to release all this stuff. <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Well, I want to speak to that, that ego part because it's showed up, it shows up a lot, especially as health conscious, high achieving women. Another word for ego is, is protector. And sometimes that's, that feels a little better um, to under, and just to understand like where it's coming from as well. So the protector is, you know, creating someone who creates like a story around something, right? Really gets involved with a story or justifies or makes excuses or um, I'm trying to think of some other things. Oh, just like if you're sitting here and you're expressing maybe like something that's happened to you and you're like avoiding eye contact because you're a little unsure, you're, you're not very... Um, confident like that's a protector right avoiding eye contact crossing your arms and like social settings like these are all ways subconsciously that we're protecting ourselves and that it didn't just happen like we learned to do that it's like our nervous system our subconscious is protecting us because prior usually in our childhood something happened where wow we are never gonna let you be exposed like that ever again boom protector and like, like an example would be, um, I was actually doing some EFT work with my coach as well. And I brought, was brought back to the second grade, 
you know, very vivid, Mrs. Otto, you know, I was sitting in the classroom and she just kept railing me with, you know, what's the answer? And I'd say something and no, that's not the right answer. What is it? Like it just, and I was like, why is this coming up right now? And we really got to the bottom of it. And it was about like, I was like, I was scared to be put on the spot. I was scared to actually express my truth. I was afraid of rejection. Like (laughs) those are really common fears for a lot of women. And it usually stems from an experience like that where you're put on the spot, ostracized, you know, like the rest of the kids. And that is a trauma. I'm not even going to say little T trauma. It's a trauma for that little child psyche. And so we carry that in our nervous system. And now we have, we have this ego, a protector around it. So whenever you get into a situation of being on the spot, you probably go, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, you feel your heart race, you feel your body tense, like you're going to get out of there. Um, Same with rejection. You know, you're going to say things to please people. So you're not rejected. And um, if you're afraid to speak your truth, you're just not going to have an opinion about anything, right? You're just going to kind of go with the flow. Yes, yes. And not really know who you are. So these are our protectors. And when we get into, when we get, when we start to do the emotional release, we will hear stuff like, yeah, but my parents were really like, they were amazing. They worked hard. They loved us. I'm like, I know they did. Absolutely. And they are living through their subconscious. And their parents are living through their subconscious, right? And it just keeps getting passed on, passed on, passed on, passed on. But again, that's our protector standing up and saying, no, our parents were perfect. I need to protect you from going deep into this stuff. I don't want you to open up the hood and look under there. It's painful. It's dirty. It's stinky. Um, But when you have a, you know, practitioner, like you probably experienced where you explain the purpose of it. And, you know, I, I do it in a way where I lead people through, so they're not actually having to be Mm re-traumatized. Um, I actually went through a program that it was a little bit re-traumatizing because we were feeling a lot of that stuff, but you can actually be present with your inner child or that smaller version of yourself and see her re-witness the emotions instead of taking it on yourself you'll Mm -hmm. take on a little bit but it's not that complete engulfment um and so that helps first of all that helps (laughs) for people to keep coming back because they're like wow that was actually a really positive experience on the other side um but there you know and it just goes to show we don't need to re-traumatize ourselves. yeah we can experience it we can feel it, but that is going to heal it. You might've heard, I've got to heal it to feel it. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Another pushback I get is like, well, I'm feeling all the things. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not working. And when that happens, it's usually not feeling in our body. It's usually just recirculating the story in our head. That's causing mm-hmm. a lot of suffering. So making that distinction too. And again, just taking that step of, okay, I know you've got that story in your head right now, but let's take a few deep breaths and let's just name the sensations in your body right now. You know, where's, where's the tightness? What shape is it? What color is it? Is it moving? Um, and, and have this welcoming energy, you know, like you open up the door and it's a, it's a, you know, good friend at the door, welcoming it side, allowing it to be there. It's a huge step. 
yeah. to just allow sensations in your body to be there and emotions to be there. Cause like you said, we've been led to believe that emotions are bad, especially the negative ones. Mm-hmm. Be ashamed of those. Don't share those with anyone. And then we get kind of validated by that belief because when we do like have this courage to be vulnerable with someone, no one knows how to hold space for it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like shot back in your face. And a good example is, you know, gosh, I'm just feeling like this happens a lot with women who have secondary infertility and you know, they're trying for the second, third, fourth, and you know, they're having difficulty. It's on their heart to have this baby. And people will say, oh, well, you already have, you already have a baby. So mm-hmm. should you just be happy with that? And how invalidating that is. So of course, perfect. I'm going to continue to shut in because I'm not getting, I'm not getting what I need from others. So just to have that community or practitioner or just space to be held in that is life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's insane. I mean, a lot of my clients are dealing with secondary infertility and, you know, it's, you know, that explaining of like, you know, why has my fertility dropped off? Like, where has it gone? Why, you know, and not only I'm picking all those layers of like getting to the root cause of why, but yeah, allowing them to say out loud, you know, I want to be a mom of three and there's nothing wrong with that. And wanting that isn't a bad thing. Like we were taught like wanting was bad, right? Like everything we wanted is like, be, be happy, be grateful for what you already have. And yeah, that's part of it. You have to have that gratitude for the now, but that doesn't mean that you're not wanting to like push yourself forward to what you want to achieve, you know, that goal, whatever that goal is. And for some, it is that second, third, fourth, fourth child. And it is, it's important to, you know, allow yourself. And I mean, even it comes down to, you know, maybe more people can relate to this of like money, right? Like we were like, I was definitely taught in a subconscious way that like, you know, don't, you know, like money's bad and like, the root of all evil and just be grateful for what you have. And you have to work really, really hard for money, you know, and all these things. And I think what like cryptocurrency and like things like NFTs are teaching us is like, it's literally made up. Like the shit is made up. Like just because we didn't see our financial system out how it is now, it it was made up. (laughs) Like our generations before us just were like, well, this is, I think this is how it should work. Mm -hmm. And now I think if people are really like watching, you're like, okay, literally it is made up. Um, But honoring yourself of like, you know, like you always go out. Do you, do you really want to eat chicken every single time you want to go out? Or sometimes you like the lobster, right? Like you sit there and go like, oh, I can't have the lobster. It's $20 more. And we overanalyze these things and don't honor what, you know, we, but I think it, it comes down to that worthiness for everyone. Right. And um, do you, would you agree? Like, I feel like in my own journey, it's that like first self-love and then worthiness, like you got to get the self-love part down, but self-love and worthiness are, are two different things. I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I think like the self-love is, it's almost like this, is this version of acceptance 
Mm-hmm. Like just first accepting who you are, where you are, all the circumstances. And that next level is just this deep worthiness of, yes, I accept myself, but also I deserve to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the next step after that is, is that abundance piece where you feel truly supported by the greater force out there, universe, God, spirit. And yeah, I, I do think it's just off the top of my head. It does seem like kind of three steps to get there. <laughs> three long, arduous times, very painful steps. I feel like everything though, like when you're really dealing with infertility um, and no matter where you come from in your journey, and even if you started your journey before infertility, they, um, they can be long and painful and hard, um, especially in the society that doesn't believe in finding the root cause and understanding that your body is all one like why have we separated for our fertility from our mind and our heart and our gut you know like if you take your mind your heart and your gut out you're dead right but if you take your fertility away if you take your ovaries and uterus you can still survive so the things that we need for fertility are so like you know we need to find those root causes of that and um i I mean, I went through this over a decade ago now, so I was really on crazy train. (laughs) People thought I was nuts, especially when I found out that I had an autoimmune issue, but I was so grateful for the paleo mom because she had a blog at the time and I just happened to stumble upon it and like all the information there, it was just like had nothing to do with fertility, but because there was nothing out there for fertility, I was looking in other places and started piecing it together. And now, you know, like I had doctors laugh at me, you know, like that's not proven science. I'm like, I don't give a shit if it's witchcraft, it's working. <laughs> like, I like what? Like, isn't science not proven until you prove it? Right. Like, yeah, so I think now, you know, people like us who have been through these experiences and didn't necessarily seek out a functional medicine, health, epigenetics, spiritual background like that, like was way far from who I was before. Um, you know, it's, it's led us here and you know, we're hoping that we can make everyone's journey just a little bit less mm-hmm. dramatic. Oh my gosh. So much truth in that. Yeah. And like, that is why we are here. I mean, I don't know what your previous career was, but I was a former chemical engineer. Like I, I quit that noise to follow this passion. It's like who I was. I knew women needed to be able to believe that there was an option outside of just treating the symptom and getting the cold shoulder and having to piece all of this together while simultaneously feeling like a failure and all of this doubt and disbelief that it's ever going to happen. What a cruel way to bring a baby into this world. And like overall mission is, you know, Western medicine is amazing. It's there as, it's there as like the last resort as it, as as all Western medicine should be when time is out and when we've exhausted all other things, let's go towards it. But unfortunately we're not taught that, you know, and it's just that, it's just that next step that we go to, we go to the doctor, we get our, we got our tests, we find things. And then 
shuttled into treatments and it's just so much at once. We're scared. We feel like time is running out, all of the things. So, so we say yes, right? We go into it and then, you know, hopefully have a baby. But if that doesn't happen, then now we're going to take the holistic approach. And I just wish so badly that it was flipped because so much trauma is endured by it going the other way. And not only that, but so much missed opportunity. You, do, you, you know, you said it like you are not the same person mm. before your fertility journey. I certainly am not. Yeah. So much more balanced, spiritually in tune, healthier than I've ever been, you know, have a baby. I'm an excellent mom. I'm able to balance my business, have great relationships. I was not that person mm-hmm. even three years ago. Yeah. I always say like this journey can make you the mom you never thought you could be or never wanted, Mm. you know, like you just thought you were going to be a certain way. Um, I'm so grateful for my infertility. I would have been a really shit mom. And I like, I can Mm. say that with high confidence and highly likely been divorced because Mm. of my own BS, you know, that I was going to bring into that. So my infertility Mm. definitely allowed me time to process all that and and continue on with it right like once you get to a certain level you're kind of like okay I see the benefits of this and um I think our generation is the generation um on a large scale now this obviously doesn't have to do with everyone but is breaking centuries of trauma right and I think that's why it's so hard um because you're just it's not just you right? Like in most of what you're dealing with, it had nothing to do with you. It was your grandma or your great grandma that started this shit, right? Um, A lot of our grandparents like had something to prove by, you know, moving out West and starting a farm. And like, there's so much there, like hard work equals success. All of that money stuff came from that generation. Mm -hmm. All of that, I need to prove myself because I'm unworthy came from that. And most likely a long time before that too, but yeah. You're so yeah. right. Um, and I, I actually hooked up with an astrologer yesterday and we were talking things out and um, it was uh, really interesting because my career before this was early education. I worked with children for 20 years. I thought that was like my life's mission. You know, I always had this like deep connection with children, even from a really young age. And um when I started learning about functional medicine and obviously through my infertility and all that, I decided I didn't want to work with parents. <laughs> it's like, it's like really ironic, but I was like, okay, how can I shift? And uh, we were talking about like spirits and spirit babies and, you know, miscarriages and abortions and all that. And she said, then I truly believe this, like, um, the souls that are coming into earth now are just like a different breed, just like I think our generation is a different breed, right? And she said, you know, they choose who they want to go with. And like your work is to, you know, get those souls that are going to like change, like the destination of our world into the mothers that can handle these souls. Because we want mothers who are going to deal with their own BS, you know, have that inner self-worth. So not getting your worth from being a mother, you know, having it from in you, and that's going to project and raise the most amazing children who 
hopefully aren't going to have to deal with a lot of shit. Uh, I'm hoping like things will change, but you know, like, yeah, like they're going to live in a completely different world and, and that we can't even like foreshadow, right? Like we don't even know what's coming. Look how dramatically different the world is now from, you know, I'm 40 in November and from the, you know, 40 years ago, it's a completely different planet, isn't it? So just think of 40 years down the line, what it's going to be. And hopefully we'll shift to being a little bit um, better in lots of different aspects. But I thought that was really cool, like to have that connection with those children and, you know, getting to these amazing, these amazing moms who want to choose better in so many different aspects of their lives. And I don't, sometimes they're not thinking that way, right? Like they're not like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to be a better mom. I mean, most of us are, and I know I was like, I just want to be a mom. (laughs) yeah and that's the perspective shift um you know there's a lot of and again I was this I was this woman as well right like what why does she get to have the baby you know she doesn't work as hard as she's not basically not saying like I'm she's not as good as me right I and why don't I have a baby what I want to shift the reframe here is maybe the soul to your baby is waiting for you to really make some shifts really let go of some of those limiting beliefs. Not that you have to earn your baby, but instead she's waiting for you. She knows that you can make these changes for yourself because she is the next generation. She is the next light worker. She is going to be, you know, changing the world, what have you. She needs to have that mother that can hold space for her to feel She needs to know that she can be vulnerable. She needs to know that when shit gets hard, that you keep going, but you give yourself grace and you love yourself and you turn towards a higher power for support, right? She needs to know, she needs to learn this from someone. And, you know, I I can look at my daughter, Atlee, and say, okay, you know what, how much better she's going to be now that she doesn't have to go through all of the garbage that I went through. I mean, she's light years ahead of what she can accomplish, not just in the material world, but just we need the next generation to have this kind of upbringing. Yeah. And, and I call it, you know, in our program, we go from, um, you know, desperate to conceive to empowered mama to be. It's like we're creating, transforming these women into empowered mamas to be. Yeah. Where, like you said, they are, they are full of worth already. And it's the baby is just the the bonus, the cherry on top of this incredible life they've already created. And again, it's not just the material aspects that they've created. It's the emotional stability, the spiritual connection. That's the stuff that, that matters. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for anyone new listening, just joining to finding fertility, um, don't worry. <laughs> this is not the first steps. <laughs> and you don't have to have it to get pregnant. I definitely did not have this level of spirituality or awareness um, mm-hmm. during both of my pregnancies. But I will say I had um, way more mental and emotional stability during both both pregnancies, both miscarriages. Um, so yeah, it's like an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to explore this more. 
Absolutely. Um, Instagram is my hub of all things. So it's stesha.rukoff. You can go there and, you know, just binge watch the IGTVs, read a couple posts. You'll get a really good gist of, of who I am and what I help clients accomplish and, um, you know, more details in the link in my bio if you want to learn more. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been amazing to talk to you. Um, and I'm sure we will connect again soon. Yes, absolutely. Bye, Monica. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.